Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. What's up, man? Oh, shoo, you're there. Yeah. I thought for a second, uh, thought for a second you wouldn't be there. Yeah. Unless we get uh, a self a dropped call, we're gonna be okay. 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 Good. Uh, we have uh, we have a guest. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. It's dude Sean. What's going on, guys? Dude Not Sean. much. Uh, we've had we've had a bit of a fiasco this morning. Um, Trying to get Justin on the call. I'm not gonna lie, I right. think this actually holds a high score for the uh, the longest time trying to get someone on a call. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't even have this much trouble with uh, David Crane. And he's, uh, <laughs> that was he's actually the high score challenge of the week. Fogey. Oh yeah, yeah. This game doesn't have a high score challenge, so the high score challenge was uh, who can take the longest to get somebody on a call. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert: we win. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Top the leaderboard again. Imagine if we had done this when we were trying to talk to David Crane. He probably would have said, you know what, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you never. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a that would have been a disaster. Yeah. For sure. <clears throat> so right. now that we're like thirty something minutes late to start this show mm-hmm. and uh, some of us, mainly just me I think, has to go to work after the show. Let's go ahead and jump into the history. What do you say? Ooh. So quick to jump on the history, huh? All right, let's do it. The time has come for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. So We're this... not in that big of a hurry, by the way. I don't want, to, I don't want you to think that, because uh, I can go to work any time, so it's not like that. I don't have to be there a certain time. Just, yeah. Just well. so you know, Justin, don't, don't rush through the history. If you have an awesome quiz prepared... I, uh, all right. How about a quiz? Oh, perfect. Okay. Oh, somebody's getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got that animals was and trains, and I've got sirens. <laughs> that was a, that was a perfect. That was our. That was the intro music into the quiz. The siren. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But you know how like shows have. Oh, it's a quiz. And then, you know, ah. Sirens. <laughs> yeah. Ours ours is sirens. I was just waiting uh, for that to that, happen. That's what happens. Too. 
That's what happens. You get uh, you know, you get me on the show, you get a train, maybe a dog. You get Justin, you get cats, which you can't hear, but if you if you're on video call, you get to see these cats performing acrobatic acts. We get dude Sean on the show and <laughs> the cops are after him, apparently. How funny would it have been if they just busted down the door? <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready for the first question? So, Sean, how this works is you're going to uh, say your name is how you buzz in, okay? Yep. Right. Okay. Again, you we have somebody on with a one-syllable name. <laughs> we have to go Mike. Yeah, go, go Mike. Mike. Go Mike. I've actually heard prior oh, recordings. I think you cheat anyways, so. Oh, he uh, does. I do. I, I try to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the game genie. I just insert it into my computer. Right. Mm -hmm. Capital Q7B. Okay, Jessica. All right. Ready? All right. right. Question one. Who was the developer of this game? Was it A? Go ahead, Sean. SNK. Sean lands on the leaderboard real early. Without even uh, having to be read the, the names. Mike, you may be in trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah, I may be. I, I think I knew that one, but I was waiting to hear at least something to jog my memory. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Oh, I gosh. had some good distractors on that, too, and I didn't even get to read them. So. Oh, well, go no. ahead and read them. Uh, look, well, the, the choices were going to be SNK, Nintendo Software Technology, Konami, and Capcom, but Nintendo Software Technology was the distractor because they actually developed the Game Boy version of this game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, but uh, apparently the Game Boy version is no good. So that's what I hear. Yeah, but we'll talk it's about not later. necessarily even like a remake. It's or not even like a port. It's like remade in certain spots. A reimagining, perhaps. Yeah. I heard they got the gameplay all wrong, the story all wrong, and everything. Yeah, yeah. they changed a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Question number two. This game, when released in Japan, started by what name? Sean. It was called by what Mike. name? Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? Well, who? <laughs> who won? Uh, who, who got it first? Me? I thought Mike, but... Okay, it was God Slayer. It was God Slayer. Man, nice. I'm not even having to read choices here. Also, an awesome metal name. Yes, it would I might, be. I might add, it would be. Yeah. All right. But I, I think Crystallis would probably be a pretty cool metal name too. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there like? Hey, some did we kinda... did we mention what? Isn't there? Hey, some can I like can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I just I just want to say I don't think we actually mentioned what game we were talking about yet, until just now. Crystallis, yeah, yeah. It's funny that I Crystal- hear you guys or Crystallis. It's funny that I hear you guys say it like that. Like uh, just until somebody posted the commercial for that show on Facebook the other day, I had always my entire life called it Crystallis, and it's like Crystallis. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Huh. See, I, I thought I thought Crystalis at first too, but then I heard um, uh, I think it was Busta Rhymes pronounced it. And he pronounced it Crystalis. Right. I love the uh, 
the fact that you know rap today so little that you went with Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Is he not still around? Huh? Is he not still around? Uh, he may still be around. I don't know. Do okay. not know. Well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you should be. How dare you? All right. So, question three. Also in the name of the Japanese version, it shares the name of a car. What is that name? And that is, the choices are A, Sonata, B, Malibu, <laughs> <laughs> or, wait, did I say C, or did I say B? No. Nope. Oh. No, oh. go ahead, C. Okay. Or C, Cherokee, or D, R6. Sean. Mike. Sean. Sonata. It is Sonata. Sonata was in the name. So. Oh, man. The yeah, beautiful, I, I feel like I knew that, too. The beautiful Hyundai. The beautiful Hyundai. One of the Didn't ones. you used to have a Sonata? Oh, Justin? I still have a Sonata. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why that question is so important to me. <laughs> really hits home. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So SNK got its start in arcade games before they actually started making NES games. What arcade game did they help or did they develop? Is it A, Street Fighter, B, 1942, C, Pac-Man, or D, Metal Slugs? Mike. Mike. Oh man, I wish I wouldn't have said Mike till. Uh, I was this uh, close. Metal Slug. <laughs> it is Metal Slugs. Nice. Okay. nice. For a second there, I wanted to say 1942, but then I thought, no, that's Capcom. It's got to be Metal Slug. I don't know. Yeah, it Anyways. was Metal Slugs. Yeah. So SNK actually became famous for their uh, arcade stand-ups, and around 1988-ish, they decided there. But several of their games had been ported to the NES. And so they decided, hey, that our games are being really, are really successful when ported, so why don't we just start making games for the NES? And that's what they did. So thought that was a little that's interesting. Cool. Hey, did, did, the, did SNK, they were pretty big with the Neo Geo, weren't they? Yes, they were. They made a lot of games for the Neo Geo. Yeah. So. Did they do King of Fighters? They did. Yeah. King of Fighters series was uh, uh, after this, yeah, so... Nice. Uh, it's a pretty popular game too, I hear, among the elite fighters of the world. Yeah, the ninjas. Yeah, all the ninjas. All of the ninjas. ninjas. You're really, the you're samurai. really, tapped, you're really tapped into that ninja world, aren't you? Yeah, I'm pretty, cl- I'm pretty tight knit with the ninjas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, we grew up with Crab Man. He's a ninja. Well, yeah, he is a ninja, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and make this one all for all the marbles. Since it's tied at 2-2, oh, okay. two two, we'll make it a five-question quiz so we can get on to the gameplay, because I think there's going to be a lot of gameplay discussion. In what month was this game released in 1990 in Japan? Was it... Uh, what month? Yeah. Was it A, March, 
B, April, C, May, or D, June? Mike. Mike. I'm going to take a wild guess and say April. Wow. Good guess. It was April. Uh, I, nice. I wanted to nice. say June. I wanted. I actually wanted to say June because I thought maybe you were saying that because that's what month it is now, but I don't know. It was so released. Say April. It was released in North America in June. This is one of those games that actually qu- quickly made it over here. It only like took two months to get over here. You know, a lot of games we talk about takes like a nine or months or a year or something. This one came just two months later after it was released in Japan. And surprisingly well translated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it no. is. That's something I was going to talk about once we talked about the gameplay. But yeah, it's. I really didn't see a whole lot of bad translation. English. In fact, most of it was English. Yeah, yeah. most of it was right on. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. Did you have this game? Did you go on a big quest uh, to get this game? Join us on Mabel's epic quest to find the cart. I did not go. I, well, I did not have this game. I. Did not go on a big quest to get this game. It was a small quest. Uh, I got this game in an acquisition of several games. Not the same one that I got Bucky O'Hare, but it was the same one that I got. Have I ever told you the story about how I got the Power Glove? No. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I was... Let's see. I was at school. This was back... A long time ago, when I was at school in like 2004, maybe it was before I was with you. It's when I was still at Roan State. Okay, yeah, so it would have been about anybody who knows the area. Anybody knows the area, Roan State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was at Roan State, and somehow I got talking to this guy who uh, was wanting to sell out all his old video games, and I said, "Wow, all of them?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So he had stuff dating back to. Uh, I don't even know how far back. I mean, he went. He had like Atari stuff, and then Nintendo stuff, and then like Super Nintendo stuff. And so I said, "Well, um, I don't think I could take all of your stuff because he had quite a bit." I said, "But, but if you want to bring me some like old Nintendo stuff, then we'll we'll talk about that." So I bought from the Roan State guy. I probably bought ten games and and a Power Glove off of him, and it was pretty good deal I don't, I don't remember how much I paid him but I remember thinking wow this is a good deal and then I never saw that guy again it was almost like it was he was like a mystery angel just oh. appeared to because like I, I didn't have class with him but I passed him and ate lunch in the same area as him and somehow we got talking about video games and he talked about selling his old video games and you know I saw him a lot and then I bought these games from him and then he disappeared so he was either A an angel sent to give me Nintendo games and a power glove or B uh, some kind of thief that just stole all this Nintendo stuff, found somebody to sell it to, and then darted off into the night. Or he needed just a little bit of cash, whatever cash he needed to like travel to like California. And uh-huh. once you bought those games off of him, he was like, "Finally got enough money. I'm out." <laughs> he's he's going on the gold rush. Yes, yeah. his rucksack couldn't yeah. carry all those games. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> okay. So actually, I, Justin, yours probably sounds the most accurate. 
And maybe he was saving up money to go somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because that would make sense life. why he would sell his stuff. Because I never actually asked him why he sold his stuff. So. Especially the power glove. Yeah, I know. Why would you want to sell your power glove? <laughs> Other than the fact that it's a terrible, terrible device. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so did you guys get this game? I've had this game for a while. For a while? It's actually the first game Since that I got. Child. Uh, I had it when I was a child, then... Lost all my games, but it's the first game that I uh, that I got again when I started getting NES games all over again. So sweet, sweet. How'd you lose all your games? <laughs> my mom threw them all away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that. Oh, yep. You didn't have hey, anything valuable my... in there, did you? I had <laughs> I had a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> I had pretty much uh, all the games that we talk about. Pretty much all the games that I have now. So I just went through no, the process of stinks. buying them all over again at a hyperinflated price. So all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you I, said, had, what's I think the... my mom. Go ahead, Jess. What's the game that's like really valuable? I forgot. It's like Olympic sports or what is it? <laughs> What's the game? Nintendo World Championships? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. The game that's like, um, it's like a track and field game. It just sold for like but 30 like... grand on eBay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I can't believe that's slipping my mind right now. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. It'd be funny if you had that and your mom just threw it out. <laughs> it wouldn't be funny. funny? It wouldn't be funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wouldn't be funny at all. What are you talking about? Yeah. People like, be, what if I actually would... had that and I just got over it? Yeah, it'd be funny, like, people would be find, trying to find out where you live and just, like, going through the, the landfill out there, just digging. <laughs> so, yeah. If he if Sean actually had that, I think you just put him back on the suicide train. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I moved away for like two years and I came back and they're all gone. I was like, oh no. Uh, That reminds me of a story. Tangent, sorry. But a friend of mine went to, a friend of mine went to Haiti on like a, like to help out the medical relief when they had the earthquake and everything. And when he came back, his parents sold his car. (laughs) (laughs) They sold his car while he was gone. (laughs) That was nice of him. I think maybe they were planning that he wasn't going to be returning. Oh, he's, what he's... do you think was going to happen to him? <laughs> well, you know, this was back when cholera was really bad down there. And... Yeah, so... That's the most skewed version just... of karma I've ever seen. Yeah, his parents just thought he was going to get cholera. <laughs> yeah, so, well, he ain't coming back, so the guy's going to sell his car. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, Mike, you were going to tell a story about your mom. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. she. Uh, I'm pretty sure she stole or broke or something all of my Sega CD games. I know this is. We, we try not to talk about Sega because those dang Genesis gems hosers. But I had probably 30 or 40 Sega CD games, including a lot of the more rare ones like Popful Mail and stuff. And I. And the other day, she. Well, not the other day. It's like two years ago. She, well, she said, "Here, I found your Sega CD," and like, well, she didn't know what it's called. She said, "I found this thing." It was my Sega Genesis and my Sega CD. And I said, okay, where are all the games? She said, oh, I don't know. They're somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> what, 
That was actually like I think the one system I never owned was the Sega CD. So. Yeah. Yeah. You privileged young child, you. I said I never owned. How no, that's what I'm saying. No, it's you the said, one you that you had, don't. It's the only one. <laughs> oh well, I didn't own that. Like I didn't get. I didn't have the 32X either. So. I was an. I was no. a pretty much a big Nintendo fan. That's cool. Did you uh, did you get this game, Justin? No, I had to play the demo version. My normal store did not have this game, uh, so hopefully, on this uh, new format we're running, that every two weeks I'll actually be able to like order this game or order games as we play them if I can't find them at the store. Because right. as we've talked about before, I live yeah, a good hour and a half away from like any big city, so. I'm, uh, hands are pretty much tied to one little game store. But I did play the uh, quote-unquote demo version of this game. So, Okay. That sounds like a pretty good segue to me. It does sound like a pretty good segue. So I so know... Let's talk about the game. Yeah, I know... Let us now reflect upon the glorious feature game. John is probably a pretty big fan of this game, so let's go to Michael first. What, what, were, what did you think of this game? <laughs> I know Sean knows a lot about this game, so let's go to the guy that doesn't know hardly anything. About it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I wanted your opinion, I guess. I guess. I'll fill in the okay. blanks. Okay, yeah. well, let me start with something I like to, to uh, use oh. with all of my discussions. I like to start all my discussions with a reading from the instruction manual. Yes, I unfortunately won't be able to see it this week, but yeah, I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna screen share because you know we're not recording this onto YouTube like we normally do. Oh, okay. But I will read it, read it nonetheless. I also want to say that it, it looks like uh, Crystallis. I don't have the manual in front of me in my hands. I have it on the internet in a PDF format. But it looks like it is a upright manual, which is a departure from most Ooh. NES manuals. Sweet. I guess you know what I mean by upright, as uh-huh. in it's like vertically aligned instead of you know most NES manu- manuals are horizontal, uh, yeah. wide, yeah, horizontal. This one's actually vertical, like a book, like uh, an Xbox game or a PlayStation game. Oh right. yeah, yep. Or These newfangled games don't even come with manuals at the time. Crazy, yeah. crazy kids not getting their manuals. Just a little sliver of paper that tells yeah, you where to find the PDF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tells you where to find the PDF and asks you to buy DLC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, the story of Crystallis. Did I? Did, have we mentioned that it sounds like some kind of a alcoholic beverage? Yeah. There's some. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. You said Busta Rhymes drinks it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think he does. Uh, what, I what just is got that. What, what is Crystal? <laughs> It's like a what champagne. What is the drink, Crystal? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like champagne. Oh, shoo. Not a big champagne fan. Oh, I like it. It's, it's nice and bubbly. <laughs> Tingly. <laughs> I like the way it tingles my uh, mm-hmm. taste buds. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, the story of Crystal's. It has been said that an ending is merely a beginning in disguise. Wow, that is sorry. I just gotta stop for a second. That is pretty profound, right? From a NES 
Exactly. Yeah, Usually they're horrible stories. So that just started out just boom in your face like you're reading a novel. <laughs> and I also think I know where uh, was that? Was the name of that group Supersonic got their got their song idea? Not Supersonic. What was the name of that group? Closing time. That's Supersonic. Oh. Every new beginning yeah, comes from some other beginnings end. Yeah. Crystallis. That song is about Crystallis. Well, there you go. <laughs> Alright, anyways, moving on. And so it was that the Great War engulfed the world, bringing civilization as we know it to an end. It ushered in the dawn of a new era, an era in which science and technology were shunned, for they had proven to be mankind's downfall, and the ancient arts of sorcery and magic were revived. As the survivors slowly rebuilt their world, towns and villages began to spring up, and the wisest and most capable of the magicians used their magic to keep order. Peace reigned over the land for a hundred years, until a powerful magician named Dragon, intrigued by the forbidden ways of science, began to study the principles of machines and flying, realizing the power he might wield if he combined his magic with technology, his mind became twisted by the urge to control and dominate his fellow men. Ooh. Wow, this story's really long. So I'm going to stop there. If you want to read more, check out the manual, because it's really long. So basically, <laughs> that's the gist of the story, though. And it's really, really well written. I mean, you can turn this into a book. Yeah, who wrote that? We should find out who wrote that. If only we had somebody that you know, was supposed to know history. <laughs> right. well, we have a history guy what do we pay you for Justin well I'll tell you my history uh, digging up let's say has been greatly hindered this week due to technical oh, difficulties because you live in the middle of nowhere and have no internet yeah technical difficulties have limited my history searching so. what's, what's really interesting about this manual is that if you, if you go on with it, it talks about how Dragon like develops this computer system to like rule over everything, and then the four remain, like the remaining magicians make the swords to, that can take it down, and he gets a hold of swords and disperses them, and you basically play this magician who's been like um, frozen in the stasis, and they you know they wake you up, and you have no memory or anything like that. But if you watch the cutscene at the beginning of the game. Um, the fortress that it says in the manual that Dragon created to like house his computer, they actually say that civilization made this tower <laughs> and put it into the sky, <laughs> and he's trying to get into the tower to rule. So it's it's kind of weird that it's you know it's kind of all over the place in terms of the story. So the story in the manual is is much different than the game story, actually. I guess. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah, I did notice the tower that. The story in the game kind of... I was waiting on it to fill me in more because I read the beginning... or yeah, I watched the beginning cutscene and read some of that and it's like there's this floating thing in the sky and the bad guy's trying to get into it and and that was for like the rich people or something and all the poor people had to live down at the bottom or something something like that and I was just... I wasn't fully following the story. I knew I was a guy waking up from a frozen thing and I was trying to go find all these swords. I mean, I knew kind of what I was supposed to do but... I didn't fully understand the story. So I was going by the, what the manual was telling me because I, the manual fleshes it out in a way that I don't think the game could do unless it was a text-based game because it's a pretty fleshed-out story in the manual. It actually makes way yeah. more sense if you have the idea that the game is playing along how the manual tells you. 
the game yeah, makes way more so sense too. when you get to the end of the game. Huh. Huh. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Which, which we will get to soon. The end? Because I'm going to have you tell us. Yeah, I'm going to have Sean tell us a little bit more about this because I'm curious. He can spoil the end. He can spoil the end for everybody. I think it's cool. Anyways, uh, so random thoughts. Well, first of all, we normally try to talk about the, our remem- memories of playing the game from the past. Uh, well, I don't have any. Yeah. Because I didn't play it in the past, and neither do you, Justin. But Sean, do you, what, what some of the stuff you remember from when you were playing it as a as a young lad? So going back, I know I've mentioned this before and in various posts, but this is my favorite game of all time. It goes back to like this is the really the first game that really got me into like RPG slash action RPG kind of games. And uh, little little tiny background, real quick. I come from like a huge family of gamers. My grandmother games. My mom gamed when I was little. Uh, my you know my stepdad. And so this was one of the games that when my grandmother got her, or this is one of the systems that when my grandmother got her, like, Super Nintendo, she gave us her NES <laughs> back in, like, 1991. <laughs> and uh, is one of those games that my mom was super into. And she played through, and I, like, watched her one day, and I'm like, I gotta play this game. And so I played it, and uh, some of my best memories of that game were just... I always got stuck on the fog lantern. I don't know if you got ever. I don't know if you got that far in the game, but you have to get this fog lantern to be able to get the boat to get onto the ocean. And every time I played this game, I couldn't remember where the fog lantern was. So I always had to go ask my mom, "Mom, mom, where's the fog lantern? I can't find it. I can't find it." It's like the easiest thing to find in the game. But um, yeah, just the system in the game is incredible. I love that you're. You're constantly leveling up. The items that you get actually have, um, you know, a tangible change to what you do. Like it changes how much damage you take, how much you output in terms of damage. Uh, the fact that you can't even damage certain enemies until you're a certain level was just so awesome. There's you get to a point in the game where if you're not even like a level nine or level ten, you'll just try to hit them and it'll, they'll just ping away because you can't do any damage to them. So it was a really, really cool concept that I hadn't really seen in games back then. So I think it's just always stuck with me as one of my favorites. Yeah, I will say that uh, this is the first time I've played the game. This is my first experience with it. I've heard people rant and rave about it, but um, it's just one that I just kind of put on my shelf and then just never touched just because, I don't know, the box art just didn't entice me. It just I didn't know a lot about it other than just what the... You know the cartridge looked like, so it just never really enticed me to play it. So I'd never played it until we did this show, and I, I will say that I was pretty well blown away by this game because I was not expecting. Even though people were, you know, constantly raving about it, I just did not expect the game to play as well as it did. It did, and you know what's interesting is when I was reading about it and uh, looking up the history, it's like, as far as its reception when it first came out, it wasn't that. Uh, it wasn't like a big bestseller or anything but then it kind of became like a cult classic the ones who did play it loved it because it was so good and uh, which sounds like you know it's it's funny how games that are so good can just fly under the radar and you can blame that on whatever I don't know if that's bad marketing maybe on SNK's part or what but um, I don't know mm. yeah I don't know it, it is weird that this game 
has become kind of a cult classic and it's obvious that it was never really a big hit because there's no sequels there's no mm-hmm. there's a GameCube Color or not GameCube Color Game Boy Color remake uh, that everybody hates and that's pretty much it <laughs> that's, that's all that's ever really been ever done with this franchise well, I, you can't even call it a franchise it's just a game yeah right? just a game so yeah. I remember hearing I mean, it's, it's just go ahead I was just going to say, I remember hearing when the Game Boy Color game, uh, version was going to come out, and I got so excited. I was so amped for this. And then it came out, and it was just it was just not good. <laughs> just, <laughs> a little disappointing. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's kind of funny when you hear about a game like this, and you always hear comparisons to other games. So they'd be like, oh yeah, it's kind of like... You know, it's kind of like Zelda, or you know, it, you you hear all these names thrown around, and then it's almost as if someone's like, "All right, well, why don't I just? Why wouldn't I just play Zelda?" You know, so yeah, yeah. But I think that is a huge um, mistake to make in this game because I kind of thought the same thing. That's kind of why I never really play. It's like, well, I could just play Zelda because exactly. it kind of looks like Zelda, or I could just play any top-down action game, and it's going to be the same thing, right? Uh, why should I play this one? Because it's, you know, well. But in playing it, I realize that it's it's more of a uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for amalgamation maybe of just like the best parts of a lot of NES games that mm-hmm. are in that genre. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it takes Zelda, but it then it takes it takes more it takes Zelda and makes it more RPG like, but not so much that it's not action oriented and not you know not a drag you don't have to you you level up right but you don't you don't necessarily have to grind yeah or at least I, in my experience it gets yeah, to a point I, where you I have do, to do later but, in the game but um what's funny is i was reading a uh, review for this game and i if i remembered the guy's name i would shout it out but he said that this should have been the true sequel to the zelda uh to the first zelda game which uh which is interesting so, that he... It's it's kind of like a I guess it's kind of like a spiritual sequel, you know. It's, yeah. I I personally I'm a huge fan of the story, the storyline in this game, especially if you read the manual story. And I would hate for it to be shoehorned into a Zelda game. Personally, mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I would much rather it remain what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great aspect about this game is the fact that you actually you want to talk to everybody in this game. You literally just want to hop up and just see what they have to say. Everyone has something different to say, and there's never a point where this game is unfair because there's always someone that you can talk to that pretty much tells you where you have to go next. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. I think that the game does a really good job of telling you where to go without doing the, you know, the, what the modern games do now. That just gives you a list and points you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, games didn't do that back then. But this one, I never, I never once was curious about what I needed to do next. Because, and you don't even have to talk. There's not a ton of people to talk to. It's not like in Final Fantasy where you talk to a bunch of people, and half of them are useless to talk to. This game just has a handful of people in each town, and pretty much everyone you talk to gives you useful information, mm-hmm. like whether it's where to go next or, you know. A little tip you can use later on, and on a, against an, an enemy or something like that. You know, it seemed like everybody had something useful to say. They didn't fill it with fluff. Right, right. No, I agree. Like this was a very everything was it was very detailed and very every like you said everything was very useful and uh, it was just 
I mean, I feel like I'm just repeating what you said, but I, you know, 100% yeah. agree. <laughs> You know, imitation is the uh, purest form of flattery. I understand. Yeah. You just, I think I said that to you. Just the really other. Like what, you just really like what I have to say. I think I said <laughs> that see, to I'm you returning the, the other day, actually. Yeah, I'm returning the favor. We're, we're flattering each other or right. whatever. You know? It's right. all good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, will get, I will throw in a complaint here, though, since we're talking about talking to people. I really hate the way this game talks to people because you just run into them and they start talking to you. And I found myself constantly just running into people thinking, no, no, I don't want to talk to you. Oh, okay. Do you ever get one of those points where you <laughs> accidentally, you're like too many pixels in, and so you talk to them like nine times in a row? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. So that's a little complaint I have about this game. I think it would have been better if I maybe could have pressed a button to talk to them. Yeah, there was, a, but, there was one complaint that I saw somebody was mentioning online, and I didn't really run into this when I played it, but or I didn't think it was a big problem and there was some they said that there was some collision detection problems that sometimes it looked like the enemies didn't really hit you but it it did did you guys notice that at all or is this guy just a blowhard you know you know it's really seldom I had actually read that at some point too but it's it's very seldom in the game where that actually happens um, mm. you know I, I it's funny that you mentioned that you don't have to grind you actually get to a, like kind of a point in the game where you do have to grind a little bit, and there's a couple favorite spots for me where I like to grind. Like there's these turtles in the ocean where you can just you know you just level up really fast, but they poison you if you touch them. So you run into this room and it feels like it's like all right, so my sword touched this dude and now I'm poisoned. What the heck? But you know, outside of that, I don't think there's any big issues in terms of collision detection. Yeah, I never really, I never really ran into that issue of collision detection myself. Mm-hmm. Of course, I guess I should preface this by saying, you know, we're going bi-weekly now, but the, we've been playing weekly here and recording, so I only got a week to do this game, and I got mm, maybe three or four hours into it. So, of course, three or four hours from a guy who doesn't really know what he's doing in the game. I'm sure somebody who knows what they're doing could probably beat it in those three or four hours. <laughs> for me, I got to, you know, I got to level. My character's like level four-ish, five maybe. But, you know, if this tells you anything about how much I love this game, I sent you guys a message um, prior to recording, um, but I play went to go play it one night this week. I started it, right? Because mm-hmm. I was prepping for the show. And uh, my wife went to bed, and I was like, okay, good night, honey, whatever. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be to bed soon. I'm just going to play this game for a little while. And that was about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And lo and behold... <laughs> It's like 3 a.m. I'm still playing this game. I was like, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get up in like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have to get up in three hours. I gotta go to bed. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. So And if you're anything like I'm definitely me, gonna Michael, continue playing it. At thirty years old, getting up at after three hours of sleep is not as fun as it was ten years ago. Or even <laughs> yeah, it's five years ago. <laughs> The, the knees are aching and popping, and the uh, especially the if it's back raining. Is sore, you know? Especially if it's raining, you know, the knees are flaring <laughs> up. Yeah, my knee just flares up every time it rains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody who's older than thirty is is just cursing us right now. <laughs> you guys have it so good. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, it's funny. This is another tangent, but uh, when I was uh, I was talking to a professor one day, 
and he was asking me like what all I do like and I somehow mentioned like uh, I did a podcast about video games in the good old days like you know the 90s and this professor is like in his 80s and he just died laughing at me like the good old days the 90s <laughs> so yeah yeah, that's funny. I I have that sort of same experience at work because I don't really profess that I do this at work. You know, I don't just mm-hmm. go around telling everybody at work. You know, because I work in a engineering lab. It's not like there's a bunch of video game players there. But every now and then, somebody will catch me posting something mm-hmm. on Facebook or something, and they'll come by and they'll say, "Hey, heard you do them video game things." <laughs> <laughs> these, some of these guys are some most most everybody there is older than me, right? Uh-huh. But some of them are older to the point where they played, you know, Atari and stuff like that. Yeah, and maybe delved a little bit into Nintendo, but you know, in their forties or something. So a lot of times they'll come by and say, "Hey, heard you play them video game things." Uh, I had one of them Ataris. <laughs> and then the other day some guy said hey he came he came over to me he's like hey michael you you uh you do the video game stuff right and i said yeah yeah i do it's fun and he said well check this out and he showed me a picture he's like my uncle gave this to me and he showed me a picture of an atari uh-huh. uh and he was all super excited so i thought it's, it's funny i'm slowly gaining a reputation that's hilarious that's, that's awesome <clears throat> so but that's good it's good I, I you know i don't deny it i don't say you know, I don't shun my shun everybody and say no, no, no. I don't do that. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these video games are. Mm-hmm. Right. So, anyway, back to Crystallis. Um, I I would say let's let's talk about the graphics for just a little bit because there's something I want to mention in regards to the graphics that I was a huge fan of and I'm always a huge fan of, and that is the changing of the way changing of the way that the character looks when you put on clothes. Yes. And, change weapons and stuff i just love it, it just mm-hmm. it's just the smallest little attention to detail that just it just always i don't want to say blow my blows my mind but just i just almost instantly love the games every time something like that mm-hmm. yeah especially for an nes game you know to do that, that that's always right, impressive yeah. so and it happens almost right off the bat as soon as you come out of the thing uh, the cave or whatever Mm-hmm. And you get a little bit of money, and you buy the first armor, and then boom, he's wearing it. And I just, I just said, okay, yeah, I'm gonna like this game. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, just the graphics in general, too. I mean, they're it's very colorful, and um, especially for I mean, a top-down game, a lot to love. Yeah, for a top-down game, I think, which I always feel like are are kind of hurt in graphics compared to the horizontal or uh, side-scrolling. I think it, for a top-down game, the graphics were really good. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, Justin, you typically don't like top-down. The mo- Most right. of the time, you're not a fan of top-down. Not, yeah, I'm usually not a top-down uh, fan, but this game, it's weird. It's got so much action in it for an RPG top-down game, and I think that's what kind of kept me into it. And like, really what... I liked about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the... I like the stylings of the game, too. I mean, it kind of goes back to the story in that it's a post-apocalyptic and... And, uh, you know, but the world has gone back from technology. But then there's... So it's there's a lot of caves and... It's with little hints of technology in them. I, I, just, I think that's a really cool aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. 
What about the music? I liked it. I don't, this this is the one area where I wasn't just in love with it, and not because it wasn't good, but just because I don't know, it just wasn't really the style that I was into. I don't know. I don't know what it was about it. Um, I didn't hate it, but it just kind of it didn't really add a whole lot to the game for me. Yeah, nothing. What you guys think? Nothing to write home about, but just kind of didn't take away. Or yeah, but I think it's more of a personal preference. I don't know. Yeah, and this is, I think, probably where I differ from you guys is uh, this is actually one of my favorite aspects about the game, is the music. And maybe it's just my, um, you know, it's nostalgia speaking, but, you know, at the same time, it's not. Even, you know, back in the day when you had stuff coming out where you could download music, right? And this is probably, mm -hmm. these these songs are the first ones that I ever downloaded. <laughs> just, to, just to, like, have playing in the background whenever I'm doing something. But I always felt that it really fit each area that you went into. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it adds as far as... It adds to the game as far as the experience. It's mm. just, you know, we kind of sometimes talk about, Justin and I do, and, and of course you're obviously going to differ because you downloaded the songs, but we always talk about, you know, is this, a, is this something that we just enjoy in the game? Does it kind of distract us from the game? Is this something we enjoy so much that we want to go download and listen to when we're not even playing the game yeah totally and i would say it doesn't quite it doesn't quite reach into that category for me mm -hmm. yeah yeah i would i would agree with that for me as well but the the music is really popular a lot of people really like the music on this game a lot of the reviews i read really to you know were out in support of the uh, music in this game so yeah, and like I said, I'm not going to knock anybody who who loves the music in this game because I think I think there's the you know, there's the capacity to love this music. It's just it just didn't really hit home for me for some reason. I don't know what that reason is. I'm sure dude Hickman is going <laughs> to write in and tell us that we're wrong. <laughs> uh, All right, so here's a question yeah, which I was If God Slayer did the music for this game, would you like it? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there was you know there probably is as much stuff as, as out there nowadays there's probably a band named Godslayer that does nothing but metal versions of Crystallis songs <laughs> probably to probably. which I would say to which I would say I would download and probably listen to that that sounds pretty good that's funny <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, the before we wrap up I would like uh, I would like to talk about just a little bit of the mechanics of the four swords. Is, there's four swords, right? Five. Well, there's and technically five. five. You get the fifth one when you, at the end. Oh, yeah, the Crystallis sword. Yeah. Like the final sword. But I just... I was a huge fan of... Uh, and of course, I didn't really get to experience this, but I'm a huge fan of the idea of each sword levels up. Mm -hmm. And you can, there's different, they do different attacks, and each one's different, and they blow up different walls and stuff. I just think that's really cool. Yeah, it gets it's you not through like different you're just upgrading the damage to it. Yeah, there's not just the damage aspect of it. There's mm -hmm. um, just the way it attacks, even. I thought that was really, really interesting, a really yeah. good addition. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, it's got a base attack, and then it's got, like, the second one is, a, like, a barrier destroyer. Or, like, with the, the ice sword, it creates a little walkway over water and then the third one's like a magic deck which is just awesome yeah yeah I just I just think it's really cool 
Oh yeah, it, I it, it, the swords do more than just attack. You know, mm. right? There's also magic in the game, which I, of course, I didn't get very far, so I didn't get more than maybe two spells. But the magic was kind of take it or leave it for me because I didn't get anything cool. Probably. It doesn't really get cool. I think the coolest thing you get in the game is flight. But it's, you know, they're all just utility items. None of them are really used to um, do anything to enemies or anything like that. It's just, you know, your own utility. Uh, like, take away paralysis or heal yourself or something like that. Yeah. What is flight? Do you actually fly or do you just jump? Well, you jump and then you just kind of float there. It's kind of like in Dino Ricky where you get the wings. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I would say uh, I don't think there's any cheats for this game too, by the way. I know somebody asked us to do cheats. I don't know if there's any cheats. There's probably some like hints and tips, tips, good places to level up, Mm -hmm. something like that. But uh, there's no real cheats or anything. No big secrets that I could find. So we won't really get into that. But is there anything else you guys want to say before we uh, wrap it up? I mean, I feel like we could gush on and on about this game but um, I would rather somebody just take what we've said and decide that they want to play it yeah totally did anybody look how much um, does this game go for what did you pay well Mike you pay, you bought it in a group but uh, I wonder yeah, how, how much I is this going for I, for I don't know I, I will look that up I just um, picked up a loose copy another loose copy a couple days ago for 18 and that was, okay. that was at a okay. store so it's so around about 20, I guess. So I will say like... also, um, in in light of that, by the way, we may or may not be giving this game out. I, ha- I haven't picked it up for the deep adders yet, but we did technically drop below our Patreon goal recently. Uh-huh. Um, so we're not at our goal, so we're not technically obligated to give it. I'm, I'll try to give it if I can find it for a good price, but we'll see. So have it anyways so, so is it worth 20 bucks do we think this game is worth 20 bucks i think it is i think it's worth 20 bucks totally yeah i'm gonna go with I w- i'm gonna go with it is worth 20 bucks i mean think about it you're playing if you pay i would put this on the same level as a modern indie game you know because i mean it's about this it's about the same size as one it's got I mean, I could see somebody releasing this today as a modern indie game, and you're going to pay 15, 20 bucks for that. Right? So I think it's totally worth it. Totally agree. Sweet. And in fact, in saying that, I would like somebody, some indie person out there, or SNK, if they're still digging into things, to. They are now defunct, so they're gone. Okay, so they can't do that. But maybe somebody could do a uh, remake. With just slightly maybe updated graphics, keep the gameplay mostly the same, you know, fix a little hit detection here or there, and re-release it, because I'd love to play this game again. I'm, of course, I'm going to play finish it on the NES, but I'd love to play it again in a more modern sense. Yeah. Maybe throw in some trophies? What tarnished trophies do the youth have for us this day? Yeah. You like that segue? I loved it. That was nice. <laughs> Alright, so retrofitted trophies. Did you guys uh did you guys come up with any? I have a couple. Uh, I have two. Just sweet. Justin starts off. Alright. My first one is 
You are the wind beneath my wings. And that <laughs> is... <laughs> Get the sword of wind. Nice. Nice. I like it. Sean, you got one? Alright, this one. Uh, this one's more in tune of uh, Wedding Crashers. Um, Mom, the fog lamp! And that's uh, Find the Fog Lamp. <clears throat> nice. nice. Uh, I will say mine is called Rinky Dink, and that is beat the game at the lowest level possible. I don't even know what that is. But I know that if you're at too low of a level and you go to hit somebody, it makes a dink noise. So I'm going to call that Rinky Dink. <laughs> yeah. All right, right, Justin. Mine is Where's Earth? And that is uh, get both the wind sword and then get the fire sword. Nice. Get it? Earth, wind, fire, heart. No, I was going more for the (laughs) earth, wind, and fire music group. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of Captain Planet. Yeah. Okay, it it works either way. Okay. All right, Sean, you got another one? I do. Uh, this one's called Do Your Parents Even Love You? And it's Find the Psycho <laughs> Armor and Shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't get it, but it's it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to go... You have to actually kind of go out of your way to find the psycho armor. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah. But, I just like it. I like the fact that it's called Psycho Armor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, my next one is called Thor like, and that is obtain the uh, Thunder Sword. Hmm. Okay. Thor like. Like it. Mm-hmm. I'm out. You got another one, Justin? You out? Yeah. I've, got any more, Sean? I've got uh, Waiting for a Hero, and that's play this game anytime between 1997 and 2097. <laughs> this game it, it nice. takes place in 2097 nice <clears throat> okay uh, I've got one uh, and this one I can't believe nobody has used this one because it just seems like a gimme and I almost feel bad for saying it because it's a gimme but God Slayer and that is beat the game <laughs> right I mean, it's, that's a pretty gimme trophy right there nice that works alright anybody got any more I'm out Tom Arnold would be impressed by those trophies. Yes, he would be. All right. right. What about rating? How are we going to rate this game? I've got an idea. It is time for judgment in game ranking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In light of the hilarity that ensued with my Buster Rhymes comment, let's give this game a 90s rapper. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike, you got one. Yeah, I'll start us off. I'll okay. start us off. I'm going to go with. Um, well, it's more of a group, but I'm going to go with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Nice. Okay. Because I feel like they are a very underrated rap group. Kind of like this game is a very underrated game. I think they're probably maybe my favorite group 
of the 90s when it comes to rap. And uh, I feel like they don't get enough, they don't get enough, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it in the rap world? Cred. They don't get enough cred, street cred. Yeah. Okay. So that's mine. Bone, Thugs, and Harmony. I'm going to go with LL Cool J because this game is cool. <laughs> wow. You really put a lot of thought into that one. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, I got one. I'm going to go with... Okay. Uh, coming from the east, up in Massachusetts, I'm going to say... Uh, Biggie Smalls, because uh, while quite a phenomenal game, always overshadowed by, by what people knew better, which out here was Tupac. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I almost went with Tupac. Nice. I like that. Almost. I actually like that. There's a lot of a lot of thought into that trophy. Yeah, it was good. All right. It's better than mine. Better, way better than mine. <laughs> better than Buster Rhymes. Better than LL Cool J. <laughs> oh, definitely better than J. I was gonna, I was not gonna throw you under that bus, but if you want to throw yourself, <laughs> by all means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. All right. What about uh, listener feedback? Do you better feedback? Yeah. What about what? What about it? I guess I should probably do that. Yeah, you're gonna have to pull this up. Yeah, you're gonna have to pull this. You don't have internet. <laughs> Why don't you rub it in my face? Yeah, how's that? How's that feel, anyways? I... You know, you get you, you'd be surprised how used to just Google and everything that you get. You know, just like well, I mean, I still have my phone, I guess. You know, but I okay, I've got it pulled up. Okay, all right, Peter Guzman, who I think used to go by Peter Panda until Facebook made him take it off or something. Uh. He says, finally, you guys are going to play a true hidden gem. This game should have been the true sequel to Zelda. I enjoyed this one way more than Zelda. Have you guys seen the commercial? It's really funny. Our hero dies. Ha ha ha. And then he later posts that commercial, which is is pretty funny. It's like a live action commercial. Okay. Uh, Mike Campana says, man, I miss these awesome boxes with their artwork. Today's games just don't have the personality. Cool. Yeah. I I will say that I really like the effort that put into the box art, but uh, it did deter me from playing the game for some reason because I thought it looked like a different... I thought the game was going to be completely different based on the box art. So, it did kind of deter me, although the box art is pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Van Wilder, says, I have such great memories of this game. I've been afraid to go back and play it again. Play it again, Well, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, play it again. It's, it still still holds up. Uh, Douglas Delecki Jr. says, This is a really good game. I wouldn't call it better than Zelda, but it's the next best thing. Outstanding music and lots of fun. Uh, Brad Barley says, Probably my favorite game. Hope Ooh. you guys enjoy it. Uh, and then Peter later says it still holds up. Ryan played again, so he agrees with us. Um, Aaron Hickman, 
Dude Hickman says, The Japanese version of this game had the most metal-sounding name, God Slayer. <laughs> it's no wonder SNK changed it for an American audience. We just couldn't handle that level of metal. Anyway, Crystallis is my favorite Zelda game on Nint- that Nintendo never made. It's got a cool story, catchy tunes, and a nice progression system. It's a gem. How dare you? Well, I think that's two gems in the feedback so far. Like they have some. Spies. I know we're getting a little. We're getting a lot of crossover here. I'm not. I don't know if I'm liking this. A lot of crossover with the uh, Genesis Gems podcast. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, I will commend everyone, including I think including you, Sean, for <laughs> dropping some two dudes on their uh, yeah. iTunes review list. <laughs> it's a nice, nice touch. Um, dude Purcell says that commercial should have been preserved in our national. Recording Preservation Board in the Library of Congress. He's, uh, he's talking about the commercial for the, uh, for the game. <laughs> so that's not good feedback for the game itself. Uh, Gabe Van Gilder says, Love this game. Don't remember much, but I remember it being a fast-paced version of Zelda. And there were epic bosses with flame-throwing statues. Amazing game. Uh, Ferg from Atari 2600 Podcast, which is a good podcast. Everybody should listen to it. He amazingly does it by himself, which I can't imagine doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he says, I could have sworn you guys did this one already. And then later he says, uh, uh, he's wondering how we rec- rec- how we were able to record the Bard's Tale so quickly and blah, blah, blah. Uh, a little bit of conversation there. Greg Polander says, I love this game for the NES and played the heck out of it. Great Zelda game. Uh, with good music, detailed graphics, some challenging things to figure out, a balanced difficulty, and a cool story. I even like the Game Boy Color remake of it, although that gets some hate. A real gem. Ugh. Jeez. It's gem business. Craig, <laughs> uh, we even had you on our show. No, I know. And he does not He does the SNES podcast, or as I like to call it, the SNES podcast. Yeah. And so that's another... Nintendo property, and here he goes gemming it up. <laughs> I have major nostalgia for this game because my grandmother bought it for me when I was visiting her around Christmas 1990 at Toys R Us. So there's a cool uh, quest for the game story. Chadwick Hall says, definitely one of these games that don't get enough credit. I absolutely love this game. It's done so well. Daniel Walker says, I discovered this game relatively late. I ended up getting the Game Boy Color port when it came out and absolutely loved it. Unfortunately, that game got lost during one of my moves, and I've been looking for the NES version ever since. Yeah, so Daniel's going to be in for a treat when he actually plays the NES version instead. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, some some guy named Sean always mispronounce his last name. I don't think I've ever even heard you guys try. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear that That's the high we... score, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, there's. I, yeah, I don't even touch it. <laughs> yeah, now may be the time to clear the air. It's uh, it's Muldowney. Muldowney. Okay. Right. Dude, Sean says this is my favorite game of all time, without a question. I know that phrase gets thrown around willy nilly, but I honestly cannot think of a single other game that I love this much. Well said. Yeah, Sean. And then Joe Copel, dude, Joe says, so I never played this game, and I've been searching it out with no luck. So I used the demo version, and I liked it. A lot. 
Graphics are good, story seems solid so far, and I like the gameplay. Reminds me a bit of Zelda. I think I completely missed the Bard's Tale thread, since I thought this was the next game after Dino Ricky. Either way, this game is amazing, and I'm surprised this passed under my radar for so long. That's pretty much it. And Dude Joe um, has a podcast of his own, which we've mentioned before. And Justin, I will say that you should probably play his clip again right around here. All right. We'll do. All right. That's that's it for the Facebook group. All right. We didn't get any emails. I think, honestly, we got some iTunes reviews I, I'm, that I would read, but I'm afraid that if I open iTunes, then my computer's going to go all crashy on me because iTunes and, and PC does not sync well together when you have other things open. Yeah. Mm. So I will save those. I will try to do a screenshot or something and save those for next time. We did get uh, we did get a voicemail. It's a really interesting voicemail. Um, do you guys want to hear it? Sure. sure. Yeah, hit it. Of course, you know me and voicemails. I typically have issues <laughs> getting them to start. Okay, you ready? Here it goes. Yeah. Hey, y'all! Old Man Retro here! <laughs> I just wanted to talk about the game you were going to discuss this week. I really like... I think that um, it has a lot of really good And I can't believe you're talking about it. <laughs> I do apologize about the noise. I'm driving my combine right now. <laughs> All right, dude. I hope you discuss the sequel to this game. Thanks, dude. All right. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. Uh, oh, he's still going. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think he was trying to give us something we could use on any show, you know, because he, he left some pauses in there. We can just insert yeah. whatever game we're doing. We can use it every show, whenever. You know. Yeah. Thank you, uh, old man Metro. <laughs> just a bunch of it's just a voicemail full of voiceover clips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say, in light of Old Man Retro, it's about time for another Timmy. I know, Call Timmy. Yeah, really, we've Timmy. been missing you. Buddy. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it. Well, uh, I will say also go listen to the Retro Junkies on theretrojunkies.com. You can find a list of all those awesome shows mm-hmm. which we are a part of. Yep. Sean, do you have anything you'd like to shout out, by the way? Um, While you're on the show, you got any projects or anything <clears throat> special? No, 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 no. It is all good. Just, uh, just want to give you guys, actually, you guys a shout out. Thanks for having me on the show. And, uh, hey. you know, every show is a blast, so. Thanks for being here. No problem. Well, you were a very good contributor to the show, so appreciate that. All right, um, Goose Poop, 
That's for Josh. Oh, I was waiting yeah, for that. There you go, Josh. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, just a little goose poop. <laughs> yeah, goose poop. So you can catch Dad, us. I, okay, good. I cleaned out some goose poops the other day. Yeah. Good tip. I, yeah, I was gonna. We went to the went to the park. Tried to sit down on the bench, and there's just. It's everywhere. Poop everywhere. I was actually over by the lake the other day, and I had my top back, and that was my biggest fear, was uh, goose poop. Yeah. All right. You could catch us on Facebook, (laughs) Twitter, Instagram, pretty much every social media out there. You can find us on nesdudes.com, twodudesnns.com, and nintendudes.com. And, Michael, how do they call us? That is a good question. They can call us with a telephone uh-huh, uh-huh. or a mobile phone, mobile phone if you prefer. Uh, and that number is 775-7-RETRO-1 or 775-773-8761. And I, I guess I've never actually said this, and I'm, I'm just assuming people are smart enough to figure it out because it's not really that hard to figure out. But those are the same number, by the way. Yeah. It's the same number. It's just one of them has retro. Used. I don't even know if they have them anymore. Do they have the little letters at the bottom of the numbers? Yeah. On phones. Dude, I don't even know. So you just you just type in the type in the letter. That's how you get it. Crazy. I wonder if you know you know on phones today you can type in uh, you can start typing somebody's name and it'll pull it up and you can call them right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anybody's ever tried to type in seven seven five seven retro one <laughs> like not using the numbers and call it and see and. <laughs> get frustrated because it didn't work. <laughs> you would think that phones would be smart enough to just sub in the numbers. Yeah, and maybe they are. Maybe they are. Yeah. I'll have to try it. Huh. Okay. Well, that's it. All right. Yes. That was fun. Good show, fellas. Great pod. All right. Here comes the music for next week's game, and I think. I think I may have forgot to tell you on the uh, Dino Ricky episode what the next week's game was, Justin, because I didn't hear any music at the end. Yeah. So that may have been my fault. That's probably my fault. So I'll, I'll make sure to tell you this time. Okay. Sweet. All right. Thank <laughs> you.